And now, brought to you by Ligaris Roasters, the coffee alchemists behind Gut Check Blend Espresso. www.ligarisroasters.com Coming to you live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from warm and sunny West Tennessee, it's the Gut Check Podcast, with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friend and partner in radio, Zachary Bartles. And Zach, I want you to describe for the audience where we are, because we are together, baby. We are in the cedar-lined, swank smoke room in the uh, Cluck Estate, mm. which is, it seems mm-hmm. the only fitting term for Ted's new house, which is, uh, conservatively speaking, mm-hmm. 16,000 square feet. <laughs> with a gigantic fireplace that looks like it should be in like a ski lodge. Yeah. And like um, a separate area for guests to sleep. Baby, it's nice, man. It's, it's nice. nice. We're enjoying it. We're enjoying yeah. it. And then, and now I'm going to feel really, really sheepish when you come over and you crash with us. And I'm like, here, sleep in this uh, like office on a queen-size air mattress that can only hold... Three breaths of air. You know what, baby? As long as there's a study area, I'll be fine. <laughs> and by a study area, I mean like a foot and a half next to the air mattress. I'm, I'm good. That's what I have to have. We can work that out. Baby, it's unfortunate that um, even though we're in West Tennessee, there's like four inches of snow on the ground. Otherwise, what would we be doing outside? Um, well, I mean, we're going outside. Well, we're yeah, gonna we're going to go outside. We're going to have gonna a be throwing. We're going to have an elaborate uh, desk blotter ceremony, similar to the ceremony that took place in Dead Poet Society. So, uh, one of the first things I saw when Zach arrived last night was uh, a handsome leather desk blotter. Uh, we're going to wrap it in shrink wrap, and we're going to ceremonially throw it into a uh, a small river that that. Uh, abuts my property, so only you, um, you decided you wanted to make sure it didn't get in the river because even though it's it's kind of an older <laughs> desk set, you wanted to throw it on your desk, like you thought. Baby, I want to use nice. it because listen, man, can I? I, I just want to be authentic with the group. I've never had a desk blotter oh, of my own. Sad. Yeah, I've never had a handsome leather desk blotter of my own. And you know what's not fair? What is that? That Todd Anderson had two. He had two perfectly good ones, and he threw one away. And here you are with none. Exactly. Todd Anderson didn't realize there were a lot of kids out there like me who had never had a desk blotter. Holy crap, I'm lighting this cigar unevenly. Dude, mine lit unevenly too. <laughs> well, these are these are Gurkhas. Yeah. And I, well, I how many cigars did I show up here with? Dad? A lot, man. You brought like uh, at least 15. And uh, yeah, so not all of them could be high quality. These That's were true. the buy That's one, true. get one at, uh, what do we call that place? Sleazy Bills. Sleazy Bills, yeah. Where the guy follows you into the humidor and makes awkward conversation. You know what I'm going to write down yeah. on my Palm Pilot? Yeah, there it is. Under my memo called Gut Check Guide to Everything? Mm-hmm. The story of the toaster. The tale of the oh, toaster. Oh, absolutely. We need to absolutely. share that. The tale of the toaster, yeah. which is a, a real thing, which just... I, this is a teaser. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You have to buy the book. That's right. That's right. The toaster. Just writing it down. All right. Baby, let's talk about the Gut Check Guide to Everything and kind of some of the work that we've been doing this morning. It's been a working trip. This has been a work day. Yeah, yeah. Today's been a work day. We, <laughs> I, I allowed you to relax for a couple of minutes in the morning and have like a half a cup of coffee. And then I, I suggested that we commute into my office. You put on the green eye shade. Yeah, exactly. Got exactly. You had a c- cigarette ha- mm. hanging from your bottom lip. That's right. That's right. So we, we, were, uh, we were brainstorming in general. Yeah. Um, some things that, that uh, are going to be written that haven't been started yet include um, just a list, an essay, kind of yeah. laying out the benefits 
Minivits of, of a, a classical, classical education. And, uh, by Hans Gruber. By so we're gonna, Hans Gruber. Yeah, yeah we're going to reach out to Hans and uh, see if he's available to contribute uh, that essay about classical education. We've got uh, an ever-expanding list of uh, how seminal movies would be changed were Michael Sarah cast in the lead role. You heard a few of those uh, on the ep that dropped... Well, I guess yesterday for us. Yeah, that's right. Ten days ago for you. Yeah, ten days ago in, in radio time. <laughs> that's right. Um, at least. Mm-hmm. But but uh, some of those, I don't think you should share them all. Yeah. But, but just to tease them. Yeah, we, so we've got uh, Gone with the Wind. Gone with Michael the Wind. Sarah as Rhett Butler. Uh, we have Bonanza. Michael Sarah as Hoss Cartwright. <laughs> so he's going to have issues with that manual Hoss. labor. Yeah, on the, on the ranch. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Michael Sarah doesn't strike me as someone who's done any manual labor. You know? Exactly. And there, there's the rub. You know so. what? Is it cool now? It's cool to have that, like, super gangly teen body. Mm-hmm. That, like, like if, I know you don't have old comic books, but you probably yeah. have old, um, like, youth sports magazines sure, for sure. fun that have, like, the Charles Atlas oh, yeah, yeah. ads. Like, I'm yeah. so gangly and skinny, I want to get yeah. bulked up. Now, now the Charles like, Atlas ads are the opposite. <laughs> I'm so bulky. I have all this muscle tone. I just want to get gaunt. I'm not cool enough to, yeah. to play in an indie rock band. How I want to be gaunt. I want to be scrawny. Willow me away. Yeah, willow me away. I want to blow away in a stiff breeze. That's my goal, <laughs> physique-wise. Actually, that is Ronnie Martin's goal, my co-host on another program. <laughs> scrawny Martin. Scrawny Martin. That's right. Dude, you know, maybe he can get thinner on his sabbatical. On his sabbatical, That's he right. can work on losing he can some focus of that on, Yeah, he can focus on becoming scrawnier. <laughs> That's good. I really hope. I hope his. I hope his sabbatical is rejuvenating in that way, <laughs> and then it makes him thinner and less healthy. <laughs> oh. Baby, what what else would be we would we be doing outside? Were it not, I don't know if we'd be smoking outside, man. No, it's so nice in here. Oh, tennis! Yeah, I like. So, some one thing we can't usually do. Yeah. When we have our our Skype. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Zencaster, rather, uh, mm-hmm. episodes is is make motions at each other. That's right. And know what the motions are that we've made. That's true. But Ted just made kind of a vague motion that could have been something obscene, or it could have been us like a forehand tennis in yeah. tennis. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, dude, I, I haven't even seen the tennis. Dude, take a look. You haven't even looked behind my house in the daylight. There's like eight inches of snow. So it took. It's supposed to take ten hours to get here. Mm-hmm. We drove to Indy. That's uh-huh. about four hours. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll have six tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. We left at 10.30. Ah, we'll get there eh, 3.30. You know, yeah. Got here at what? Like 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock Central Time. Central Time, yeah. It yeah. was, but you know what? Worth every freaking minute in the Absolutely. car. Absolutely. Because now glad. we're here. I'm What's the name of your smoke room? Remember yeah. Friend? What's that? What's the name of your smoke room? You know what? I haven't named it. And I think that's something that needs to happen uh, this weekend. Let me so, describe the smoke room for, for those of you who are not here, which is all of you. Because Hans Booby. Yeah. This is radio, not television. Hans Booby. Um, it's, it's cedar lined in much the way a sauna would be. Yeah. It looks like a big schwitz. In fact, when you walk in, it smells like you're about to take a schwitz. Yeah. Uh, and Ted was talking last night about putting in a small schwitz area. Yeah. In one oh, corner. Oh, I love that. Um, what I love about it, besides everything. Yeah. Is the lights mm-hmm. that are like, they look sort of like an updated version of kind of an, an antique, like kind of gas light mm-hmm. that's, that, that are mounted on the wall, like sconces. I love yeah. that kind of light. Yeah. Yeah. I love the antique pipe cabinet in the mm, corner. Yeah. And, and I especially love that you've got the, the corner, what do you call these? The turnbuckle turn pads. Turnbuckle pads. From the boxing from, ring. Yes. Yeah. So when we were about 10 minutes from here, meaning we were about an hour and a half from here, uh-huh. because 
I love. I've been to Nashville many times. Yeah. I've, I've been to Knoxville. I've never been to Memphis. I've never been to Jackson. Yeah. But even though I love this state. Yeah. Good grief, these people can't drive. Yeah, they struggle. They really and, struggle. And, and you know, it, I know snow is foreign to most of them. I was mm-hmm. asking Ted if he felt like he had superpowers when mm-hmm. it snows. But uh, anyway, we were about 10 minutes away. My son says, oh, I, I wonder if they have the uh, the boxing, the boxing ring stunts. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they don't. And he was so bummed. Ah. And I said, you know Dude, what? Dude, I'm bummed. I share that. I second that emotion. I said, son, they just don't have room for it anymore. Yeah. You know, there's no- <laughs> yeah, there's no room. Where are we going to put a boxing ring? I'm gonna go look at this thing, man. Where? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh! There it is. Oh! Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's spectacular, dude. So it's like somebody took a like municipal park tennis court, circa <laughs> like 1985, complete with the surrounding chain link fence and the like roof chain link, chain yeah. link roof, and just dropped it into into my backyard. It's astonishing. And uh, it's taken quite a bit of work. So the previous owner of the place didn't play any tennis for like a decade on it. Uh-huh. So we had to clear it off. We had to clear off a bunch of like moss and stuff that had kind of overgrown. Is it like a clay court or what's the... the... It's just like a, it's like in a park, like a pavement. It, you just oh, have okay. the green stuff on it, but the green stuff is kind of worn off. So it's just kind of black pavement, but it's still got the lines and everything on it. Nice. Dude, I wish we were out there playing a game of tennis. Dude, I wish we were too. Tristan and I have played a few games. Shall we give it a try anyway? We I mean... could. Snow tennis. <laughs> like night swimming. <laughs> Sing snow tennis. Snow tennis deserves a quiet night. <laughs> we'll do it at night. It'll yeah, be night we'll, snow tennis. Night snow tennis. I love because it. Because it is literally 26 degrees or 22 degrees or something. Exactly. And that's when you want to play tennis. But it's nice and warm here in the smoking room. It so is. keep describing it. So the chair you're sitting oh, right, in yeah. is actually very special. Dude, the chair and... So I immediately, because I'd been cramped and crushed in a... In a my wife's car, although it is, I guess, technically an SUV, is tiny. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got out of it, I was like... All I want is to kind of collapse and spread my stuff out. Yeah, exactly. And I saw this chair, and I immediately was like, "That's where I'm sitting." Yeah. And I, uh, I sat down, and you told me it had been your your grandfather's chair, right? Yeah, it's vintage. So it's my like grandpa, leather... my grandpa passed away in 1990. So, but that chair was in his house. It was very special. It was the one he always sat in, and. Um, after he died, it just got put in storage. It was in like somebody's attic for a while, and uh, my aunt found it. She recovered it for me, uh, sent it down to me, and uh, nice. And I, I've loved it. Is yeah, it a loved it for years. Recliner? It looks it like is. it might recline. Yeah, yeah. dude, um, nice. Yeah, so uh, so a little a little vestige of Gramps here in the uh, here in the smoking lounge, which we do. We have to name this. Yeah. Um, so be thinking about it. But um, actually, I was emailing with your dad earlier today, asking him what thought <laughs> yeah, it should be. Yeah. Yeah, talk about that. So uh, we already talked about it. it oh yeah, we one. talked about it on the last episode. Yeah. That's right. That's you know what? Right. We're putting them. We're putting them up so back to back now that it's hard I know. to remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how how the gut check podcast is kind of like exercise mm-hmm. in that we'll be like, let's do a bunch, let's do a lot more. Yeah. You know, let's do yeah. more for you, and we'll do like six in a row, mm-hmm. and then it'll be, and then we'll go back to doing them once a month. Yeah, it's the 1980s equivalent of buying like a, a solo flex. Remember those? <laughs> yes. Like the weightlifting thing with the bands on it. You're, and like, you're like, I can't afford the monthly payment, but right. think about it. It's going to change my life. I'm right. going to do it every morning before work. I'm going to do it every morning before work. I'm going to get ripped. <laughs> and then it's just, it, you but do it a couple times and, and kind of stop. The guy on the solo flex commercial, yeah. working out on it with no shirt on, yeah. was a weird kind of ripped. He was agree? a weird kind of ripped. a weird kind of ripped. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't exactly the kind of ripped that you would want to be. Right. You know? It was like it was like ice dancer ripped. I wonder whatever became of that guy. In the sense that I wonder if he had oh. dreams of like 
becoming the next action star. You know what I mean? Well, let's write that down. Yeah. As an idea for an right. essay in the Gut Check Guide to Everything. Right. The future of the guy from the Soloflex Solo commercial. Where are they now? You know what I bet he did? I bet he went back to his little apartment in uh, like Van Nuys, California in the evening and he dreamed of, you know, producers, Hollywood producers are going to see these Soloflex commercials and they're going to see how compelling I look. And I will be the next, who would it have been at the time? Like Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's see, yeah. Like, this is pre-Van Damme, this is pre-Segal yeah. even. But yeah, he, Schwarzenegger. But it never really came together for him, that's the sad but part. But I feel like he would have, like his weird kind of ripped would have been, like in his mind, there was a generation of action star yeah. before, like Schwarzenegger and Stallone meant, like ushered in this, you have to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. Dude, no, you know what, you know the kind of ripped he was? He was ripped in the same way that like, Patrick Swayze got ripped for like Dirty yes. Dancing yes. and and Roadhouse, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, which is a weird kind of. It's almost a feminine kind of rip. It's a weird kind of you know willowy, ropey kind of kind of ripped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where you're not strong, you can't bench a bunch of weight, um, but you can hold all your weight up on your toes for a long time. Yes, exactly. It's it's sort of like ballet ripped. Ballet you know? <laughs> ripped. <laughs> oh man, what's the most extravagant piece of exercise equipment? That you bought but never used. Uh, I've never. Well, I mean, the only things I've ever bought are like um, heavy bag, which I've used a ton. Yeah. Um, I bought. I bought when you and I briefly were uh, getting in the aforementioned ring there. Yeah. Semi frequently. That was. That was probably a year. Yeah. I mean, not like every week at, at any stretch. But no, no, we, we did it pretty consistently. For I years. bought like a bunch of stuff one day. I was like, "This yeah. is fun. This is yeah. this is a new aspect of my oh, personality." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought like the band where you like shadow yeah. box and it works. Yeah. And, and and I didn't use that nearly as much as I yeah. thought I would. I bought like the pull up bar. Yeah. What do you call that? The pull up bar. No, it's no, it's the special kind. Um, um, something man, Iron Man. Yeah. No, that's not it. Anyway. Yeah. It was the one that has like these. Oh yeah. You do this pull yeah. up. Right. Then you can do these. And and I had it hanging in our living room for a long time. Yeah. And honestly, I use, I did. I guess not one. I did use that. Yeah. I got I got to the point where I could do a lot of pull ups. Yeah. And then I janked up my shoulder. Oh, yeah. Um, Dude, I had almost completely forgotten that we used to spar. We were like Ricky Slade and Bobby Rasigliano at the beginning of Made. Yeah. <laughs> because Hans, Bobby, Bobby this is radio, radio, not, not television. television. Let me explain what I just did. I just yeah. hit my chest with my fists like uh -huh. King Kong. Mm -hmm. Reminiscent Which was a Ricky of how Slade Ricky move. Slade did that. Yeah. With the big, like, goofy looking, yeah. extra big mouthpiece in. Exactly. Oh that my was gosh, great. dude, that opening scene of Made. I love it. When yeah. they're. They, they, the, 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 like, it starts. Gosh, that guy's a good filmmaker. It starts uh -huh. with, like, it seems like a real fight. Yeah. A lot of energy, close ups, yeah. a lot of harsh light. Dude, but then they pan out and they're in, like, a Ramada Inn ballroom, and boxing the, in front of, like, four people. The swing music, or not the swing music, not, no, the, uh, the, like, Rat Pack music mm -hmm. fades out. And you just hear the crowd booing because they suck so bad. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now we had fun with that, baby. That was fun. I miss that, man. I miss those days, dude. It's well within your means, I would think. To, wait, do you have a do you have a basement going here? Or is Tennessee? We don't have a basement. It's yeah. a non-basement area. Tennessee's a non-basement state. Yeah, unfortunately, because I'm a. Huge it's the only guy. thing you're missing here. Is it, it really like, is? Yeah, a basement, yeah. and then you have a sub-basement. Yeah, we have we, a, like a crawl space. We don't have a basement, but we have a sub-basement. Yeah, yeah. That's not basement. That's right. That's right. Uh, so you wouldn't really have anywhere to put... Honestly, you wouldn't have anywhere to put the... We could put it in that back building there, but that's going to be... Until your parents, parents live there, hopefully. yeah. yeah. You're going to be like, yeah. listen, Mom, Dad, I'm glad yeah. you're here. You're going to have to put your stuff around, around the boxing, the boxing ring. ring. <laughs> your whole dwelling will be like a study area around the boxing ring. 
a little lane around the yeah, just yeah. sleep somewhere right. Cur- curl up over here it's cozy right right baby how's your cigar it's burning evenly now Mine. I gotta say these Gurkhas uh-huh. have you had one of these before I think so maybe but my experience with them is it's they unremarkable. start out amazing yeah not amazing yeah. scratch that they yeah. start out surpassing expectation yeah and you're like oh yeah these are good then you get about a third of the way and you're like maybe it's not so good mm-hmm. then halfway down you're like yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Which basically means buy one get one free, which is what these were. It means yeah. buy two halves of one. So you're still essentially getting one cigar. Yeah. But yeah. two people can smoke it at the one, same time. <laughs> one cigar's worth of enjoyment. Because you and I aren't going to be passing it back and forth like that's that right. creepy guy and his wife, his new wife. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what my favorite thing in recent gut check uh, history More. Yeah. is uh, that guy had the look of an old man with a new wife. Yeah. He just had an old guy with new wife look about yeah. him, but in a sad way. Dude, he did. I Ever since that, I've been like kind of a student of looks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. And, 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 <laughs> and what are some other looks that you've, that you've pinpointed in your time? Like recently divorced guy. Yo. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of them. You know, to give give me a, just a couple more. I'm I'm fascinated by this. Uh, I too would like to be a student of looks. Yeah, yeah. So, gosh, older guy married to younger lady. Um, I feel like that was the one that we already said. It is, but in the sense that he's like, <laughs> his clothes are like an era or two too young for who he is. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, like he's an older guy in like an affliction T-shirt, which is not a thing anymore. But like whatever the now equivalent. No, but that to would that be is. for that guy. Still. It would be for that guy still today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, I saw that. He'd have one of those like leather cord bracelets. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And like exactly. Mark Driscoll seventeen necklaces thing. And you can almost see the younger wife buying the accessories for him, and him being like, Ah, oh, no, I'm too old for this, and her being like, Oh no, you're not. Yeah, right, right. Which is a really sad like exchange to me to think about happening. You know what I mean? But it's happening right now somewhere. It is yeah, happening somewhere. Thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're raising awareness mm-hmm. for that. What about this look? And maybe I see this look a lot because I'm in academia. College kid who just changed his persona. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. He 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 was very careful about like. Yeah. All right, I need to take about four weeks. Yeah, and slowly. Like you leave transition. for Christmas after any break, or all at once, or jumping in. Okay. Yeah, after any break. Um, college kids come back and you can see who's changed their persona. Especially Christmas break because college kids ask for a lot of stuff like yeah. clothes for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And they come back and they've got a whole new whole new me. It's like, oh, you're mountain bike guy now. Yeah. You know? You didn't Who think knew? anyone would notice. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, you're auteur filmmaker guy now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see. I see what you got going on here. It's you know, good. Let me ask you something issues related. Yeah. It's, it's kind of an issues, issues in focus. focus kind of a situation. Yeah, no, I love it. Issues. I can't do it. I feel you're so far away from it, though. Now, Ted, I feel like issues and focus is like a a syndicated thing. Is it a syndicated thing? Really? Yeah, I haven't heard it down here though. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, um, this issue is is a little touchy, Mm -hmm. but I want to touch on just the outer rim of it, if if you will. Okay, I will. (laughs) I heard the other day. No, I read. I read an article. Yeah. There's this. There's this guy whose face I want to just punch. Okay. And I know that's not right. Who's the guy? His name is Andy Savage. Okay. And everyone's piling on him now, and I hate being part of like the internet pile on yeah, anyone yeah. who's you know. But but he like did some horrible stuff to a girl when he was a youth pastor, and then it just came out now. Oh wow, this is a, a deep dark. issue. Yeah, we're going dark. The 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 thing with it is he yeah. he like sort of half owned up to it, and his yeah. church gave him a standing ovation. 
Yeah, it was right down the road here in Memphis, actually. Yes. Yeah. And, the, and, and when I Huge heard that, mega church in Memphis. Yeah, it's like, what, High Point Church or yeah. what, something, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, what, that's not what I want to talk about. The thing mm-hmm. is, I, in this article, his name was listed by like three others. Yeah. One of whom was Mark Driscoll. Okay. And I'm going, that is wrong. Yeah. That kind of nonsense, that kind of like... You know, the, the church should have taken him in mass and pulled him out back and kind of yeah. at least run him out on a rail, if not yeah, yeah, like yeah. beat him down a little. Yeah. Um, he trusted with the safety and spiritual sure, 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 of the sure. young girl. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet you're listing it alongside a guy who got a big head, mm-hmm. was a jerk to some people, mm-hmm. did some shady stuff. Yeah. Got too big for his britches. Basically, mm-hmm. that, here's Mark Driscoll's mm-hmm. you know main thing, mm-hmm. and I know there was the whole culture of fear and stuff, and and I know it's yeah. serious, and I should I'm not making light of any of it. I'm just yeah. saying this guy yeah. does not belong in the category mm-hmm. that we're putting that not we but that some yeah. are putting him in with all these like just yeah. really people who are just the scum of the earth kind of like the right. society we all right. can agree right you're the worst if you take advantage of and, and victimize. Right. And what do you think about that? Man? Isn't ever... isn't what you're describing though? I think a, a vestige of like the outrage culture that we live in, in which all outrage is is happening at a certain pitch. Such it's all 100. Yeah, it's all 100. percent So it's hard to differentiate. Like it's all 65 dBA. I'm mad because of something really like reprehensible that happened. Versus I'm mad because. Um, you know, Netflix took my favorite show off. Right, you know? right. Yeah, you go on Twitter with the same right. number of exclamation with, points. Yeah, with the same amount of outrage for yes, either thing. Yes, yes, interesting. Yeah, which is why I'm not on Twitter. Because I, I I just can't handle it. Uh-huh. You know, among other things that I can't handle. Like, you know, personal and public. But, like, um, I don't know. That's a thing that really bothers me. Is it your responsibility as a professor shaping young minds to try and mitigate that and... and, and Temper that into your students' minds and and yeah, we do talk about it. Uh We do talk about it, and uh, and I think they're aware of it. Um, And and we've talked about this on the program before. My students are all, not all, but many of them are slaves to social media, but they all hate it. Like they can talk very articulately about how much they hate it and why. And they want to stop, but they can't. And they want to stop, but they can't. It's fascinating. You know, it's really fascinating. What's the over under on like social media just going the way of? aerobic VHS tapes and yeah, okay. so this the is, solo flex. This is something that I've always kind of low-key rooted for, right? And I've asked this question of people for the last five years at least. Like, is social media going to... Is the bubble going to burst? Uh, I.e., are people just going to... Are they going to get basically self-fatigue? You know what I uh-huh, mean? Uh-huh. Like, I'm tired of myself. I'm so sick of me. I'm sick of me. I'm sick of persona shaping. I'm sick of my own image, literally. Is that you why know? people come back as mountain bike guy? They were sick of the last guy. It could be. Maybe, yeah, maybe they were sick of the last guy, but I don't see anybody getting sick of it yet. And in fact, I see more of it because huh. um, am- among the college crowd, at least, um, you know, Instagram has kind of transitioned into Snapchat. Which is nothing if not gazing at your own image all the live long day. So doesn't that disappear after a while though? I don't use it. I don't know. I don't. I don't use it either. But I think. I think it does, or it did, or whatever. But but the idea of Snapchat is just interacting with one another via images of myself, <laughs> um, which is a fascinating thing. And I'm not judging. Like I truly. Maybe I am a little bit. But um, are you maybe part little part not on it because you'd be really into that? I know, but I wouldn't because I don't like the way my pictures look. Um, so Snapchat would not be a fit. But if for me. Aaron was holding your phone, if Aaron was holding my phone and taking the photos, <laughs> it would it would work fine. 
Uh, if you don't know the reference, the, the genesis of that joke, it's because uh, Zach's wife, Erin, is the only person who can take a good picture of me. Quick aside. Yeah. This Gurkha, I, I have to eat my words, man. It's getting, it's maturing. It's getting good. much better. How about oh, yours? I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, getting, in, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying good it. Good yeah, I'm enjoying it. Now, Ted, you are, I, I, I don't know if we were done with that or not. But yeah, we could be done. I've had a lot of coffee. Yeah, I'm I've had a lot of coffee as well. Yeah. Um, you're smoking a cigar in an empty stomach. Yes. Because you are an intermittent faster now. I'm doing another diet. Yes, yes. dude. And, yeah. and I feel like part of the kind of the arc of the Gut Check podcast is to follow you through these diets. Following me through the diets. Yeah. 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 So I'm embarrassed to say how this came about. Um, I don't know that I heard the, the beginning of it. I don't I? think you did. All right. So I was, I was watching. One of the things I do on YouTube during breaks is I watch vintage football games. And there are people who, who will post, um, you know, like an entire NFL game from 1986 or whatever. And I'll get really excited because I get to watch it. That's, um, that's not the embarrassing part, is it? Because that's not embarrassing No, it's, not, it's, awesome. it's semi-embarrassing. Yeah. It, it, because it speaks to how little of a life I have as it pertains to like my, the things that I'm viewing. <laughs> okay. But um, the video, sometimes they have video ads on YouTube beforehand. The video was for this guy, this really ripped guy, like ripped in a good way. Um, advertising this diet plan that he has uh, called intermittent fasting. Is this a guy who used to be fat? Yes, he used to be fat. I, I heard him being interviewed a couple days ago on the radio, and I was like, this guy sounds like everything he says makes sense. He was great. He was really articulate. He explained it in a really interesting way. I clicked, and I was taken to his website. Uh-huh. And I didn't purchase anything, but I know enough about like fitness and working out because I've you know, been an athlete my whole life. Like I was kind of able to piece together the... The, the science or the, the logic behind what he was doing. And we've been doing it now for like a week and a half, two weeks. And uh, I feel good, man. Dude, you're looking trim. Thank you, baby. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling trim, full of life. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm liking it, man. So, so far, so good. It's better than the diet from like two years ago where I, I wanted to kill everyone and myself. The one when you said that your wife was hotter than ever, but you didn't have the energy. Yes, exactly. I, I didn't have the energy to act on it. That was the... That was a very funny. That was a very uh, that was a very like uh, filterless look at, at where I was at emotionally <laughs> at the time. So this diet is much better, and and yeah, this is the first time that I'm seeing how a cigar performs on the on the empty stomach. You're getting a little jittery, but I like it. I yeah, like oh yeah, it. I'm jittery. Right. I'm, there's a lot of motion, a lot of kind of kinetic energy <laughs> over here. But let me ask you this, man. Yeah. Two questions. Sure. First off, have you ever because you've been an athlete and you've yeah. experienced experimented undoubtedly with like. The protein shakes and the. I've all done stuff. all of it. Have yeah. you ever thought about like coming up in your own system and being like, "This is the the, the Ted Cluck diet," and uh, articulating that in writing or in a video or anything? Not really, man. I, I think at the end of the day, it came down to I was never interested enough in it to have that be my thing. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Well, those um, guys are a little boring, honestly. They the are. The yeah, they're they're not well-rounded people. In right, general. right, right. So yeah, I have, I have two. And not to make myself sound great, but I have two diverse of interests. You know what I mean? Um, like there are other things I want to think and talk about besides just like like Bears games from 1986. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. Like really a wide net of interests, <laughs> like vintage football games from the 80s. <laughs> so okay. So the second question is: Yeah, if there was such a diet, but it wasn't yours, it was the Ronnie Martin diet mm-hmm. for getting scrawnier. Yes. On sabbatical. Yeah. It was the Ronnie Martin sabbatical diet. Yeah. What would it amount to? Well, it would. It, I think first, Zach, you have to ask the question: What does a day of sabbatical look like for Ronnie Martin? <laughs> okay. 
Okay. And then you and then you fit the 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 tiny minuscule caloric intake into into that. So um, I'm thinking. Well, let's suss out what, what what a day on sabbatical looks like for for Ron. All right, well, maybe one step back. What does yeah. a day not on sabbatical look like for Ron? Uh, purchasing conference tickets. All right. All right. Uh, Traveling to a conference. Purchasing conference tickets, which then leads to looking at flights online because <laughs> you have to get to the conference. You do. That's a that's a requirement. So the there's you you know you go online you look at the you look at the lineup of speakers. Which, spoilers, is the exact same lineup of speakers as all the other conferences. Um, and then you got to look for some flights, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And then you got to get the, ho- the hotel, which, which if you run in the circles that Ronnie runs in, and tell me if you agree or disagree with this, I think for hipsters, Airbnb has completely replaced hotels. See, I didn't even know that was still going strong. Yes, it's very much going strong, because the last time I, like... Bunked down overnight with Ronnie Martin. It was an Airbnb situation. And he was very disdainful of hotels. Like, I would never just book a hotel close to the speaking venue where we are. All right, now we're like four nesting dolls in. We're on four this nesting subject, dolls in. But yeah. I want to go one deeper. Uh, lay it on me. When we come back out, we've got to go yeah. day not on sabbatical, mm-hmm. day on sabbatical, diet. Got it. Coming back out. But right yeah. now, I want to go one deeper, which is did you feel gross like staying in someone's house you didn't know? Because I could never do that. Somewhat. Although I think this hipster Airbnb was so, it, it I don't think it was somebody's house. I think it was just a property in like the meatpacking district. Okay. That some hipster owned that where he turned like a, I don't know, it was an old like dime store that he turned into a dwelling. So you basically know? Airbnb has been a way to have an unregulated actual hotel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it felt more like a, ho- a hipster hotel than it felt like. Were there a, like new towels? And, and Yeah, there were new towels and, and everything looked very clean. Um, except that, okay, this is, this is an interesting thing. Um, my bedroom at this particular hipster Airbnb, and this was in Louisville. It was across the street from like an ironic seventies bowling alley and an empty factory. Right. So that's a little descriptor of where we were. My bedroom was very Victorian. Like it looked like Lord Grantham's. (laughs) Bedroom from uh, from from Downton Abbey. Did you have like a little fight rolling on the bed with anybody, or <laughs> in which we tumble onto the bed and just roll around? But Piper's Piper's bedroom was across the hall from mine, uh-huh. and it was very modern and sleek and kind of mid-century. So this is this was in Louisville. This was in Louisville. Now what what's the advantage? It's just cheaper, or you're like too. It's too mainstream to stay at the. It's too mainstream, know, so we let Ronnie area. handle the handle the booking of the, the the lodging. Okay. And he put us in an Airbnb that was like thirty five minutes away from our speaking venue. How much does an Airbnb cost compared to? I mean, you pay one hundred fifty bucks for a decent hotel room for the night. Yeah, I don't know. Probably a couple hundred bucks for all three of us to sleep. There. Okay, so not much different. Yeah, it probably made sense financially. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I mean, if if you're a hipster though, the point being, you're not just booking a room in a hotel anymore. So this is something that the hotel and like hospitality industry is going to have to reckon with. But why? I mean, is it because there's more of a broad experience and, you know, it's just the, more it's of the tapestry of life? It's or? the tapestry of life, Zach. You're a very unique individual and you're not just going to go and, and stay where everybody else is staying. Right? Even though everyone else is staying at an Airbnb. Even even though everyone else who's like you is staying at an Airbnb. <laughs> it's a real, it's, the psychology behind it is very complicated. Okay, coming back up out of the valley here. Okay. So he does this. He go, he, he books the Airbnb. Yeah. Um, then what? Uh, so Okay, so you've booked the Airbnb. You've booked the conference tickets. 
Um, I think if you're the kind of person who attends a lot of conferences, life becomes about getting through what happens between conferences so that you can get to the conference. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so whatever that looks like, which I don't know at this point. Well, uh, I know that recently uh-huh. uh, it involved transporting like a food trough or water trough, rather, like okay. for horses into the sanctuary. Okay. So the kind of thing that like Hoss Cartwright's horse would drink out of on Bonanza? <laughs> yeah. Is that what yeah. I meant? Because in my mind's eye, that's what I'm seeing. If so, if Hoss Cartwright were Hoss Cartwright, or if he were Michael Sarah. So you're talking about a silver, like a silver oval basin. Yes. Okay. Where, which has been labeled the tank. Okay. Kind of like hipster scripts, like written on, like written on a chalkboard. Yes. In yes. chalk. Yeah. Um, and, and you and I were were uh, kind of looking at this picture. Okay. And I want to tell you, I had really, like, I was torn inside. Okay, talk about that. Half of me was like, that's so cool. Not so much the, the thing, the, yeah. the tank, but like that whole vibe. Okay. Of it. Like, it reminded me of, there's this great uh, Amazon Prime show that got cut off after two seasons because nobody knows uh-huh. how to give a show some time. Yeah. It was called Hand of God. Okay. And there was this like inner city church. It was yeah. just chairs. Uh-huh. And then the front was like, they, they had like... Um, fake doves like hung like hundreds of them from the ceiling yeah the whole thing was like very very like um underground yeah and and i was like oh that's so cool but then at the same time the way it was labeled the tank yeah it kind of reminded me of like the kind of country stores in the 80s i was forced to go into with my mom yeah where there'd be like a little tin cutout of like a pig and your mom would buy it yes and everything would smell like wicker and potpourri that's right no i remember that store i spent a lot of time in that store me too hating my life yeah um, so there's there's a lot of curating of space probably involved in, in curating a, of in space a is a core value for a hipster. Uh huh. I mean, you wake up wondering how you're going to curate different spaces, especially and, in the church, though, right? I mean, it's everything. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about the psychology behind this as it pertains to us because I think there's something very complicated going on here, which is you and I like aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. But I think part of what we resent about hipsterness, you got to flip the thing up and gotcha. then. This is me opening the door a little bit, even though it's 20 degrees out, because the smoke going into my eye... Yeah, is, it's burning. Uh, it's, it's blinding me. I'm sorry you can't get the door. I wish it was easier. Well, it's, it should be easy to open a door. I've, apparently, I'm... Maybe it's frozen shut. Oh. There we go. I just needed to put a little muscle into it. There you go. You work on that solo flex a little more. That's right. I, I think part of what's complicated with us, Zach, vis-a-vis hipsters, is that we sound resentful of all the time they spend curating space. Uh-huh. But in the end, the spaces come the, the spaces come out looking so cool. There's yeah. a there's a percentage of us, call it 30, 35, 40% that wishes we had the space. You right. know what I mean? Who wishes I had the, the commitment to make the space. You know? But we I think we judge the time that it takes to curate the space in such a way as to make it look that way. Yeah. You know well, saying? just like how I'm mocking the way the solo flex guy was ripped, even though he's ripped and I'm not. Yeah. I'd take that in a moment. I'd be like, I'll get yeah. weird ripped. Yeah. I'd have weird abs. So I'd, have, I'd have weird rib abs that look like ribs. Yeah, where you can see the rib cage a lot. No, I mean like you, yeah. have, you can see the rib cage, but then the abs themselves look like ribs. Dude, you kind of ripped you us. You you know what I always thought was weird about like '80s ripped? Yeah, the way that the rib cage was so prominent, and then there would be like a concavity just yes! beneath the rib cage. Yes! You could keep stuff in there. Yeah, you could. You could like you could keys are in there. You could put like your keys and your planner in that <laughs> concavity. You know what I mean? And the other thing, I feel like '80s ripped. Uh huh. You you never you rarely saw the guy like. With no shirt on in 80s media. If you yeah. did, he was completely hairless and a yeah. little bit like Vaselined up. Yes. Usually you saw him in the super tight 
white sleeveless shirt. Yes, that's right. Like not even no. not a white beater though. Not yeah. really. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, just, yeah, it yeah. was its own kind of thing. It was its own kind of thing. Like I'm thinking like, of hey. like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, that's right. Like mm-hmm. like the that thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, we got to come back out again to. Yeah. Uh, so that's so that's. By that's, the way, I think the title of this episode should be "80s Ripped." I love. Yeah, naturally, yeah, naturally, of course, yeah. '80s ripped. Um, okay, so walk us back out another level. That's his day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he's curating. Obviously, he's preparing sermons and things too. Yeah. He's tweeting some very powerful, poignant. Yeah. Um, succinct. Yeah. Can we talk about that though? Not not necessarily in the context of Ronnie Martin, but if you're a pastor on Twitter. Do you feel as though it's part of your job or do you feel a particular compulsion to tweet out kind of pastoral wisdom in addition to all the other uh, just kind of regular workaday tweeting that goes on when you're on Twitter? I don't at all. Okay. I have I have five tweet, Twitter accounts. Okay. I've got what Authors E. Bartles. Okay. I've got, um, maybe I only have four. Gut Check Podcast. Gut Check Pod, uh, which we, you and I run together. Yeah, yeah. You get on there, I think, more than I think. Yeah, I do. I, I get on and look at it every once in a while. And I'll see yeah. that you've liked something, or you, yeah. you, you'll reply to it once. And, and then I've got uh, Church Lansing, which is my church. There you go. Yeah. And then I've got, uh, i got one more. Oh, Chas Marriott. Yeah, there you um, go. Nice. So, Chas Marriott, I get on once every three months. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll tweet like seven times in a day. Mm-hmm. And then he'll just go radio silent. Because mm-hmm. he's depressed. Mm-hmm. This is the, the story. Yeah, that's, that. the, that's the motif. He comes yeah. out of the depression to do that. And he's then a, he he's a little in. bipolar, yeah. Um... Then, like, my main one is yeah. all, there's none of this, like, fortune cookie pastor crap, uh-huh. um, which is, like, you know, yeah, maybe, a, maybe a tiny bit, 2%. Okay. Yeah, 2%. Only when I really feel it. Yeah. Got so it. once in a while, I'll, you know, I, I'm a sucker uh-huh. for, like, uh, inspirational stuff, and mm-hmm. I'll be like, ooh, that's, yeah. um, most of it's just, like, stupid dad jokes and, like, snarky Gen X stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In general. Yeah. And then I rarely am ever like, ooh, I should get on the church Twitter yeah. and put a verse up or yeah. something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost just sits there dormant. Sure. Um, I feel like if, if Twitter was an additional pastoral responsibility, yeah. I would hate it. Right. I would, I would grow to hate it and I'd probably just close like, the account. Like you look in your planner and you've got like a couple hours blocked off for Twitter. You know? And I, you know, I'll tell you, I have yeah. in the past... When I, you know, I don't know if you ever do this, but every once in a while I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to tighten up the way I workflow and everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to lash together some plans on yeah, like a, yeah. a cork board. Draw some strings between yeah, them. Put yeah. Put some strings around. Beautiful me. mind stuff. Yeah. And I'll oh, hold, 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 pin in that. Okay. Yeah. And I will, um, yeah. I will actually. Pin in a piece of string in that. Pin, yeah. uh, string that up over yeah, there. Yeah. But I'll, I'll actually say, <clears throat> I'll put it in my schedule like two hours. Yeah. Schedule social media for the church for the month. Okay. And I've only done it like twice. Uh-huh. And I don't think it helps anyone. It doesn't help the church get more exposure. It doesn't help no. anyone be more encouraged. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll look at it and go, this was a waste of time. I could have been listening to somebody's yeah. you know, troubles or something. Um, but the, the beautiful mind. Uh-huh. I, this year, I, one thing I really am doing is I'm, I'm getting better at Greek. Okay. Because nice. it occurred to me, like, how come I'm not getting better at it? I'm struggling to keep it. Dude, that seems like a legit pastoral thing to do. I love that. For real. Yeah. So I'm using the Dude, poem. that's like an athlete, like, training, you know? Dude, check this out. It's all on the palm. Oh, that's awesome. The goal is... It's by, a Greek quiz. By so, the, yeah, yeah, it's a Greek quiz. Because Hans. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the end of the uh, year, my goal is to have mastery of every Greek word that occurs five or more times yeah. in the Greek New Testament. Yeah. And in... Along that, those lines, I've been 
Because my, my walls in my study are full. Yeah. You know, full of what? Religious tchotchkes. Yeah, religious tchotchkes. Absolutely. Shofarim. Shofarot? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Shofarim, I think. Yeah. Even though it's feminine. That's yeah. neither here nor there. Um, I've been taking these chalk markers. Okay. That I was using to write on our sandwich board. Sign, yeah. Ooh. And I'll take our my text for the week. Uh-huh. If it's in the New Testament. Yeah. yeah. And I will write it with uh-huh. the chalk marker yeah. on my office window. Beautiful mind style. Oh, baby. I was just going to bring that up. In Greek. I want to write in a window. I've never done this. No one does that in real life but yeah. me. Yeah. The only people who do that are people in movies who are... That's how yeah. they show that they're geniuses. Yes, that's and right. And I was like, I can make this a self-fulfilling thing. I want to do just... genius window writing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Genius window writing. Uh-huh. I feel like that's kind of the academic equivalent of like 80s ripped. Dude, it is the academic equivalent. And you know where we could do it? Mm. Here. Do you know what I got a lot of in this house? Windows. Glass. Glass. Who gives it? <laughs> Dude, we could write Moby Dick on the windows out there. Dude, no we problem. could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War and Peace. You could you could write out on these windows. Oh, I love that, baby. I love that you're doing that. And, and, and people have walked in and gone, "What's going on there?" And do you I'm like, feel smarter? Do you feel the the, the academic equivalent of '80s ripped? I do. Mm. I do. Well, I love that. Here's the thing. So you go home. You're feeling good. You're feeling, feeling satisfied. I'm feeling. I'm feeling yeah. like my mind is weird ripped. I like love if that. you look, if you could, if you could do a, a MRI of my brain, it would have the weird ribs with the concavity and everything in my brain, on my the surface of my brain. Dude, can we talk about why uh, another like deeper layer of why I want to get '80s ripped right now? Yeah, yes. I want to play ball again, man. Really? Yeah, I'm looking for like semi-pro teams and stuff. Ken, how again. old are you? Uh, 41. That's not too old. It's not, dude. And I feel great, man. I'm like flipping dude. tires and jumping up and down off of boxes and like. You're doing CrossFit, dude. I'm, I'm just doing my own thing. I'm like bench pressing Buicks. No, you're doing Rocky Three. I'm doing Rocky Three. Ah, exactly. you're back in. You're back in. I'm back. I'm no, back in doing, game shape. You're doing Rocky Four. You're in freaking Siberia, dude. I'm in Siberia. I'm getting in game shape right now. Ooh-hoo. Yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, I'm like online, like looking for teams to play for and stuff. Do so you think, I know I'm not going to ask you to do this, yeah. but if you were to pull up your shirt, can yeah. I see your ribs? Uh, you can't see my ribs yet. Oh, but but that's the goal. Yeah, I don't have the concavity. But I don't want to lose any body weight, really. I just want to like redistribute what I have. You know what I mean? Because i got to stay big. i got to stay yeah, strong. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I want to I want to walk around at like 225, 230 still. You know, uh, bench press and What are you uh, clocking in at now, man? I'm um, probably like 235, 240 maybe. Yeah. Okay. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Nice. Um, well, you're a you're a big freaking dude. Yeah, taller. So, yeah. so it's a it's a it's a pretty good two. Well, not right just now. taller, but also like yeah. like broad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. Now, what does your wife think about this? Because I remember you guys coming to an understanding. Yeah. And this was the better part of a decade ago. Yes. Uh, about this, we've been working thing. on this for a while. This is a long term project. So now I'm going to cut this out. But has anyone yeah. thrown a wallet at you? No, you you don't have to cut that out. Man. Yeah, no, she hasn't thrown anything at me yet, which is good. Yeah, yeah, we're in, we're in a good enough time has passed where you can. We're in a good place, and that nothing is being thrown at me. So, no, you know, I think KK has made her peace with it because there are, like, I'm picking my spots more, and like, I don't play like the super violent positions anymore. Okay, like I'm more in like your head the, is not a battering ram at any. My head point. is not a battering ram anymore. So, uh-huh. uh, so that's good. So you're playing smart. I'm playing smart. I'm uh, ideally. What are you? What positions are you playing, dude? I'm just snapping right now, so I'm just a specialist. Uh-huh. So I'm just doing the punt and the field goal snaps. Which so, you could still get a little contact and still knock around a little bit, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not playing fullback anymore, where I'm smashing into somebody with a, a ten yard head start like I used to every play. So, um, so no, yeah, it's, it's part of that. Thing. Also, that you don't have the killer instinct now as a, a you know nudging yeah. middle aged man. Dude, you know what's crazy? I still have the killer instinct. Really? Yeah. So, like, you see the guy 
you know, pardon my ignorance. No, it's okay. Yeah. In a semi-pro team, yeah. are you like, you're either, the, the only ball I've ever played is, yeah. uh, let's meet at the... Pick up ball out in the yard, yeah. Thanksgiving or whatever, um, yeah, yeah. Are you either defense or your offense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, the guys that, like, block, yeah. they just block. Yes, yeah. Um, sometimes, though, sometimes in semi-pro, like, the team that you saw me play for in Lansing, uh-huh. um, a team with the green uniforms, I actually played both. So, I played defensive end and fullback. Okay. So I, I blocked on offense and I like tackled on defense, um, you know. But that was some years ago. I was a lot younger man at that point. So now you would specialize here. That'd now, be part of the compromise with the wife. That's part of the compromise. Is I'm just doing kicking game, so I'm just snapping, right? Now when you approach a team like this, yeah, in that you are a very I almost said very unique, but that does make sense. Yeah, you're either unique. You're unique. Yeah, in that you come to this thing with a history of playing. Yeah. But not only that, a his, a, 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 a a like resume yeah. of having written about yeah. um published broadly. Yeah. Um do you come to this thing with like now look, here's the teams I've played for. Here's the books that have actually been published yeah. no. by me. Cuz no one in semi pro cares about that. Really? No, not not one person. They don't care that you like were on the bus with the Battle Creek Crunch and then wrote they don't care. like a yeah. okay, interesting. Yeah. The great thing about semi-pro to me, and the, the part that I'm fascinated by, is the complete anonymity of it. Okay. Like, no one knows anyone else's backgrounds, um, but I'm interested in the backgrounds of others in that context. Like, it's such a melting pot, man. Like, you get black guys, white guys, guys yeah, who've been in you prison. You wrote a book about it. I wrote a book kind of broke yeah, down yeah, a bunch. Yeah, I kind of broke it all down. But, uh, but yeah, I think that experience has never stopped being a little bit of an addiction to me. Like, I enjoy putting myself in that context. Because it's a little bit scary. But it's exciting. You How know old were I mean? you when you wrote Paper Tiger? Paper Tiger, I was not even 30, I don't think. So are you thinking about, is there another book possibly in going back into it? I don't think I want to write about it anymore. I just no. want to do it. You just yeah, want to do it. I just okay. want to do it, just for fun. You know. You don't want to overthink it, analyze it. I don't it. want to analyze it. I just want to do it. You Let know? It be a th- it's almost like not tweeting about something and going, yeah. huh. Did it really did happen, it happen if I didn't tweet about it or write yeah. about or it? Or did it you happen know? more? Yeah, maybe it happened more. Maybe I enjoyed it more. You huh. know? Maybe I was more so you want to be more of an, the anonymous guy yourself. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just want to be number whatever. Number whatever, just a guy that shows up, does his huh. job. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, so if I were to take a sabbatical, I would spend it doing that. Now what, ooh, wonderful segue. Yes. Yeah, that was beautiful. That's good radio, baby. So what, what does a sabbatical day look like for Reverend Ronnie Martin? For Reverend Ronnie Martin, uh, I think... Mm. There, there's still curation of space. Okay. You're just curating a different space. So don't you think hipsters are always curating a space? Yeah, yeah. Of some kind. Of course. Whether it's your home, your office, whatever, you're curating. Um, so there's that. Your soul. Your yeah. soul. Yeah, the space of your soul. Um, man, what does a hipster do on sabbatical? Uh, Creating, right? A lot of pour overs. A lot oh, of but, but not Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie's, Ronnie's not a coffee guy. guy. Yeah, Un- yeah. I'm a coffee guy. Yeah. I have one particular coffee I love. Yeah, what is it? Talk about it's that. It's called baby. the Gutcheck uh, Espresso Blend. Yeah, available via Ligaris Roasters. So if you go to LigarisRoasters.com or GutcheckPress.com. GutcheckPress.com and click on coffee and click boom, on you're coffee. there. Because we are in the coffee business, baby. We, are. we have We're partnered models. with one Hector Ligaris, who is uh, who is not a hipster, but is Puerto Rican. So um, I, I feel like he's he's uniquely positioned uh, to create an incredible coffee blend. He actually travels to various countries. He walks through the groves. He inspects the coffee beans himself. And he comes back and he roasts these incredible blends 
uh, for the Gut Check podcast. So well, he's a foreign person yeah. doing something that is a strength of that kind of foreign person, which uh-huh. is like basically hipsters are just white people trying to mimic that. You know, we're uh, we're we're doing lots of excursions. Here's another one. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna meet you're gonna meet Hector Lugaris tomorrow. Shut up! No, Hector Lugaris goes to my church. Oh my gosh! And he plays he plays drums. He plays wait for it the Kahan. He was the original Kahan man. I mean, he's not the Kahan man from our show, but he's one Kahan. Wow. Man. Yeah, yeah, dude, Hector Lugaris. He's one Kahan man. Heckle Garris, all kidding aside, is like the nicest, coolest, most awesome person there is, man. He's so kind. Dude, we're doing a, a little quick mini app yeah. when I meet him. With, with Heckle Garris. So yeah. We'll bring the equipment. We'll bring it to church. We'll, 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 just, we'll just do it on my phone. We'll just pop it on. Plug it in in the lobby and we'll, we'll go to town for like yes. five minutes. Yeah, I Heck, love it. Heck is great, man. You can ask him about his process, about the coffee, oh, man. Um, anything. We could also call this app sabbatical. Sabbatical or excursies. Excursies. <laughs> Sabbatical colon excursies colon 80s ripped. So there's a lot of... Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a kind of a through line of like where we've been on the episode. Dude. Okay, so if you're a hipster on sabbatical, you're probably buying a lot of vintage stuff. And I want to ask you a question about the psychology behind these purchases. Because I think as much as you and I um, have disdain for hipsters, we're both somewhere on the spectrum. Um, you far more maybe than I'm me. a little further along than you, but I, I think I have incidental overlap. You the have incidental le- electronics, that sort of thing. So part of the part of the psychology, part of the the complicated like psychological gymnastics that goes into these purchases is that you have to convince yourself that it's like feeding you intellectually in some way. Okay. So when you get online and you buy the the wash basin that looks like. Um, you know, Haas Cartwright used it to wash like baby calves, you know, and you make it into your <laughs> baptismal at church. Okay. Um, a part of it is, you know, you, you have to attach, and this is what I'm getting at, these of you hipsters, you have to a- attach some sort of uh, intellectual value to yeah, the purchase. Significance. A significance. Real, yeah. yeah. You can't just enjoy it. You, you, it has to be like persona building or uh, intellect building in some way. Am I right about that? I think so. And you know, the ultimate, yeah. the ultimate goal, the mm-hmm. ultimate gig mm-hmm. is to be Wes Anderson. Right. And every time you buy something like that, it's just another piece. It's, for, it's part of mise-en-scene for a movie. It yeah. goes into a scene. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. Or can, it goes into your, your sanctuary if you're, a, if you're a, not Wes Anderson. As a man of the cloth yourself, can I ask you a practical question sure. about the basin? Hit me. Um... I, I had a lot of questions myself when I saw it. Yeah, and maybe you don't know the answers, but I just want to pose the questions. I struggled to envision a person in the basin. So are you? Are, here's my question: Are you are you scooping water out of the basin and sprinkling, or are you immersing in the basin? Those because aren't the only two options. There's also a thing called a fusion. Which talk is about just, the fusion because I didn't know about this. A fusion is when you take a shell or a bowl. Yeah. So someone would get on their knees in the basin, yeah. and you would pour it over their head three times in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It, Baptists aren't huge on it, but it's very ancient. It's in the Didache, which is old. Well, I bet that's what's going on in Sojourn. It, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. At, at any rate, uh-huh. the baptizer is not in the tank with the baptizer. He's outside the tank with like the bowl. And, but he yeah. could. He could. You could get on. Uh, you know, you get down there, not on your knees, because that would break your knees. But like, yeah. you could get in there somehow. Not sitting down, kind of bald. I don't I'm know. I'm trying to think about the two of us in one of those tiny tanks. We'd be spooning. <sighs> like the the ration, the, the logistics behind it is hard to. Yeah, there's suss. the ratio of the water to the person. You know, the logistics are difficult. But it looks it looks just right. So, dude, you know what's cool about my church? Hmm. You'll see it. We got a we got a legit old school baptismal, where like the two people go into it. Oh yeah, and, that's what we got too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that man. You know what though? I've and, and tell me about this. Yeah. 
And when we got to get back one out into yeah, the Ronnie yeah, Martin yeah. diet. We're another layer we two in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> just as long as we're keeping track. We're marking exactly. our trail as we go on our trail. We're writing it in, in grease pencil on the, on the glass. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, when I go down in there and baptize people, the last time I did it, I was like, this seems so weird. Mm-hmm. To go back to some of the ancient writings I've been reading of the yeah. early church, everyone said the right way, the mm-hmm. best way, uh-huh. is in cold running water mm. meaning a river a mm-hmm. stream of some kind and it's cold yeah and i'm going we're in the opposite we're in a stagnant tank of heated water Warm i water, fill this yeah. thing it takes literally four hours to fill sure it's huge and then first thing i do or last thing i do before i leave is turn on the heater yeah and then because i'm afraid of getting electrocuted the first sure. thing i do in the morning is turn it off but sure. it's got to be 85 degrees in there yeah it's like a hot tub yeah doesn't that kind of like Almost having the the animal food trough situation, if it's cold water in there, is probably yeah. a little more in Authentic. keeping. Yeah, right? Although, remember when we were in Israel and they did a couple of baptisms in the Jordan River, which was baptisms. hot? Baptisms. Because this is radio, I'm doing finger quotes. It was warm and brackish. Oh, it was gross. That was the hottest I, I was in Israel, was the, the moment that we were watching people get baptized in the Jordan. Yeah. Zach, it felt like it was 150 degrees. I felt like I was like an egg frying. That was when you and me and Johnny Shex were drinking our um, XL Energy, XL Lights, XL Lights. We went into that little. Uh, they had a little bodega there by the by the by the by the river Jordan baptismal, <laughs> and uh, we went to the bodega. We got uh, we got XL Lights and we sipped them uh, while we roasted in the in the the midday heat and watched people go down in that filthy muddy filthy brackish water. water. Yeah, and of course the the river is much much different now yeah. because of all the. Yeah, yeah, all the irrigation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and to me, there was something that was the most weirdly superstitious uh-huh. of all, even more than like slipping the note yeah. into the wall, which yeah. is probably just a retaining wall from a Roman fortress, yeah. by the way. Right. Um, I don't know. That, that whole thing made me feel weird. I wanted to go in the hallway, but there was no hallway. There was just a little bodega. So that's yeah. what we yeah. dealt with. We went to the bodega. Yeah. Did any part of you or your wife want to go down in that water and get no. baptized? <laughs> No, no part. I could see Kristen wanting to do that at some point. Even mm. even during our friendship, she had kind of a... She's even called it kind of a spiritual fetish for such things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she does, but like... She's, she's steeped enough in like... Kind of good, solid theological teaching that... Just a sort of a, back, yeah. a, a whimsical baptism in, in Israel never made sense to a her. A whimsical rebaptism. It wasn't even a discussion, really, that we had, to be uh-huh. honest. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, do you want to do this? Like, not at all. It didn't even cross our minds. And, and I'm not judging the people who did it. No, no. I do get the, the draw to the, the very... There was also the grossness waters. of that particular yeah. section of water that was going to be a deal breaker. When you think way. about what baptism symbolizes, uh-huh. you know, three things... Um, one of them being the washing away. Right. That, you know, you need to wash away that water when you get out. So. In a sense, it was the taking on of more filth <laughs> in that context. <laughs> Anti-baptism. Yeah, it right? was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Zach, can you hit pause? I want to go get a water. Yeah, I got to hit pause. Because I'm feeling... Can I also little... have a water? Yeah, I'll bring you water. Pause. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we've got waters now. We've got waters. And we accidentally had some conversation without... You know, letting you all in on it, which yeah. is what was the nature of the conversation? It was this: we were talking about your grandfather. Yeah, amazing um, guy. What's man. his full name? Uh, Arnold Cluck, but everybody called him Gramps or Turk. 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 Yeah. yeah. Turk. Turk. Now, Arnold, what Cluck? Uh, 
He had like six middle names because he was German. That's amazing. Arnold Leonard Wilhelm Gottlieb Kluck. Holy crap. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. And this guy, man, this guy, I just want to talk about Gramps for a minute. Do it. He was a pitcher in the Cubs minor league system and a semi-pro football player and a tool and die man in Chicago. So everything great about everything, man. My Everything great that. about everything. Everything yeah, great about America. Yeah. Dude, he was an incredible guy. Everybody loved him. Generous. Uh, kind. Uh, Zach's sitting in his recliner right now. And uh, th- this room, in a sense, is a, is a remembrance of, of Gramps. And, of course, your middle name. Whenever you see Ted A. Cluck on like yeah. a, a sports book, Ted Road. Yeah. I'll middle name is Arnold. Did you keep that going? The A for I used it on some of them and didn't use it on others. Yeah. The, the A is for Arnold, so Ted's named after the guy, too. Yeah. My two things come to mind. One is this room has obviously got to be the Arnold Cluck smoke room. Oh, I love it, dude. Uh, am I right? Yes. No, you're absolutely right. And yeah. then, or the Arnold with one of those middle names. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then two, if if your grandfather and I, not having met the man, I'm just gonna yeah. take a stab. Yeah. No, I'm gonna just start it. Let you fill yeah. it in. If yeah. he had a diet. Yeah. It starts with a raw egg in the morning. Yeah. Like a real man has. Yeah. yeah. Then what? Dude, here, here, one of my favorite things to do was to have breakfast with Gramps. Okay. So when I was a kid, um, I would get up early so that I could, I could be with Gramps in the morning. And I'd walk down the hallway, and he would be in like his breakfast nook uh, with an ashtray. He'd be having a cigarette. Yes. And, and having toast. So we would make toast together. Um, we just had like toasted white bread with butter, sometimes peanut butter on it. And... Um, you know, he would sometimes ask me to hold his cigarette while he went and got something. Oh. Dude, and I literally felt like a million And you bucks. were like eight. I was eight years old. I felt like the king of the world. Of course. You know? Yeah, you're holding your grandpa's cigarette. I'm what? holding his cigarette, and he would, he would tell me stories about the old days. Jeez. And uh, Now, is he from incredible. Chicago? This guy's part of the whole Chicago Part Cluck of the whole thing? Chicago cluck, you know, German gangster thing nice. from, from way back in the day. Now, the, and, the uh, like, the, the speakeasy or whatever. Yeah, the was old Was he bar. in on that? He was, and he was the youngest brother. It's actually a fascinating story. I think maybe I've told it on the air. Um, he no, was the, you haven't. He was the youngest of several brothers, all of whom were in this kind of uh, speakeasy, bootlegging kind of situation during Prohibition. Uh-huh. But because Gramps was the youngest and because the, the brothers saw such potential in him as an athlete... Um, they shut him out from that. They shut him. They didn't make him do any of that stuff. Nice. And he went. Uh, he actually was. He was such a promising athlete. The way it worked in in big cities back then is that big companies had these like semi pro teams, and they would recruit you to play on their team, and then they would like make you a part of their company and teach you a trade. Holy cow! That's amazing. So he actually. Why uh, isn't that? Why, why isn't why isn't that a thing? Like, yeah. So he was actually a pitcher for Borg and Beck. It was Borg Warner. Um, and they taught him the tool and die business, and then he he bought his own shop, and that's what he did for Dude, years. That is freaking America. It was called International Tool in Chicago, and uh, I used to have a I used to have a nylon green jacket with the International Tool logo on it when I was a kid. It was incredible. So, so like when you open a health magazine, yeah, like a Men's Health, yeah, which I didn't get for mm-hmm. more than a couple of weeks, yeah, uh, because a it was full of filthy sexual stuff, right, and b it always <laughs> had like some beefcake on the cover, and I felt like yeah. some kind of uh, you know, well, like what am I looking at? What here? am I doing? You know, here? Yeah, what am I doing here? But but if you know, you'd open up and you'd be like, here's some different diets. Yeah, like breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah, the the, the Gramps diet. Here's the Gramps diet. Okay, you get up in the morning. Cigarette and yeah, a pot of coffee. Uh-huh. Uh, black coffee, coffee flavored coffee. Coffee, right? <laughs> coffee flavored black coffee. Uh, c- several cigarettes. Uh huh. Um, toast. To get the blood going. Right? All right, so none of this gluten-free uh, nonsense. Uh-huh. So a couple of slabs of bread slathered in butter. 
Um, with the cigarettes actual and the coffee. Actual butter, not margarine. Actual yeah. butter. That's breakfast. Uh-huh. Um, lunch. Gramps liked to make this, uh, this, this dish called mustacholi. Mm. It was an Italian dish. Um, very simple, like noodles, sauce, um, ground beef. Uh, very kind of low-key, low-fi. Like, that was lunch at Gramps's. Dinner, we would either drive into Chicago to this incredible Italian restaurant called Fibos. Um, in which Gramps was such a regular at Fibos, they would never even bring his menus. He would just do the ordering for the whole group. Um, and he'd, he'd walk in and there was just always a table for him, I assume? He'd walk in, there was always a table, sometimes <laughs> a private room. I kid you not, oh, this all happened. that's amazing, dude. And they would bring out tomato bread. It was a tomato bread appetizer. What, um, is, what is tomato bread? Tomato bread was like a nice, uh, we would call it, like hipsters would call it like br- bruschetta now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they bring out the bruschetta. You know, it's got some like fresh mozzarella on it, some tomatoes, wonderful. Um, and then several entrees, including uh, there was always veal parmesan, there was always prime rib if you wanted that, uh, lasagna. I was a little kid, so I was just wanted like a big piece of lasagna. Um, so we would all eat. Uh, we'd eat a ton of Fibos food. Gramps would drink like six more cups of coffee and, and smoke like a pack and a half of cigarettes. Um, and then we would all get home. We would all drive home, and I would be in the backseat of the Cadillac. Um, it was always winter in Chicago. Gramps would have the windows <laughs> rolled up, smoking cigarettes in the Cadillac. Uh, probably took years off my life, right? Um, and I'd have this full stomach, and I'd be getting all the secondhand nicotine from Gramps. And uh, it was great, man. Great memories. On Incredible. top of the world. On top of the world. I felt like the king of the world. Walking into... Can you imagine as a little kid, walking into a restaurant in Chicago? Not like a hipster restaurant. Nothing on like the north side. This was on the south side, Right. And we walk in, and, and all none these, of that Pirates of the Caribbean, Geno's East, Geno's East, New School, Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. We walk in, everybody greets my grandfather like he's special, and they greet me, and he's introducing me to people. Ah, you're probably shaking hands. I'm which, shaking hands. When you're eight is a big deal. You're dude, shaking hands like, with grown men, dude. You're shaking. I feel like I was shaking hands with Sinatra, right? <laughs> and they take us into a back room, and they just start bringing us food. It was incredible, Zach. I've always wanted to recreate this as the as the patriarch. You know what I mean? To get walked into a back room where I'm known uh-huh. and where I provide food for people. This is a dream. I want this. Dude. Now, I want to go right from that. Yeah. With that right on our minds. Right on our minds. What's the Ronnie Martin diet for okay. sabbatical? Um, okay, you're getting up. You're eating probably like a like an apple and an avocado. A half of one, right? Okay. A half an avocado. That's breakfast. Okay? Um... Lunch is some kind of lettuce wrap, okay? So you're, maybe you're juicing. So maybe you have some kind of like freshly squeezed juice. <laughs> and by juicing, we don't mean like Drago with the... With like, the steroids, yeah. yeah we no. mean actual juice, right? <laughs> actual juice, um, a lettuce wrap of some kind, and then maybe you're, maybe you want to do an outing. So maybe the outing is... Uh, we're going we're gonna to go into the nearest metro area and look for some vintage things, <laughs> okay. right? Um, it's part of the diet. It's part of the diet. It's a little bit of outing, a little cardio, like you're okay. walking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, um, you're smelling things and handling yeah. them. And part of the hipster diet is there's no, there's no fitness component, right? So okay. you're not trying to get fit for an athletic endeavor. There's no solo kind. flex here. There's no solo flex. There's no muscle tone. Okay, So muscle tone is a... It's it, so bourgeois. That's a bourgeois kind of anomaly for the hipster, right? <laughs> muscle tone is evidence of, of manual labor, so you don't want it, right? <laughs> Muscle tone may convey that you've like lifted or moved things in your life, and that's not a, that's not a thing that you want if you're a hipster. 
Am I wrong, though? I think you're right on. Right? Yeah. See, also, Michael, Michael Sarah, mm-hmm. who we've been talking about a lot. This, this is the Michael Sarah diary, really, yeah, that really, we're describing. Is is, yeah, yeah. Which should probably go in the book. Yeah. So you're not... Yeah, oh, it should absolutely go in yeah. the book. It's a diet chapter. So you're not... I think you need an essay about your freaking Gramps in the book, too. Dude, I do. An homage to Gramps. Like, absolutely. this is what you... Because who you want to be. Stop Stop getting the it's, it's, it's prompts who, from... It's who I want to be. I don't want prompts from the culture. Yes. I got all the prompts I need. Dude, I, I, I pull out some black and white photos of this guy, and that's who I want to be. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. Um, okay, so afternoon. You're doing a little vintage shopping. <laughs> What does dinner look like? What does a hipster dinner look like? Small plates. Small right? plates. Small yes. plates. A lot of leaves. Tapas. You know, little uh, appetizers that you pay like $75 Wherever for. you go, it's a bistro of some sort. It's a gastropub. Gastropub, which is yeah. the grossest. It's a gross term. They, they had to use gastropub because turns to poop was taken. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so you're, you're at a gastropub. You're having a lot of little things. A lot of little things. But then you're stuffed. Yeah. After like four small plates. And, and again, is part of the psychology behind this, Zach, justifying how satisfied you are with it, even though you're not satisfied? I feel like that's a hipster thing. There's a lot of like, like writing kind of uh, persuasive essays to yourself. Yes, this mental is... persuasive essays. Yeah. Like, I want this. I'm choosing to have this lettuce wrap because I'm... <laughs> it's satisfying I to want me. this ramen bowl. I want this ramen bowl that I paid $75 for. And it's a thing that I used to pay 75 cents for yeah. when I was in college. Yeah. And the reason it's $75 is it becomes it comes in like a handmade pottery bowl that somebody just uh, uh, heated up in their kiln. And then two they days give me my, my leftovers to bring home in a hemp bag. Yeah, yeah, with a drawstring on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, two questions. Yeah. One, again, channeling your grandfather. Mm-hmm. What does he think of the hipster diet? He doesn't think of it. You know what I mean? It's so far off his radar, he doesn't even consider it. He doesn't think of it. He encounters it, and what is his visceral response? He doesn't give it more than a second, but... Yeah. Uh, he, 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 he's disdainful of it, but in a much classier way than we're being. Right, right. You know, yeah. he's dismissive. He's not going to knock it down. He doesn't care. He's dismissive, because he doesn't care. You uh-huh. know? For, for Gramps, life was about, why would you eat something that you don't want to eat? Right. Like, he just didn't understand you, the Everyone's psychology. gonna die. Yeah. You may as well, yeah, yeah enjoy every day and, and... He's like, it's it's after six o'clock. Why would I not be eating a steak? What are we, animals? You <laughs> am know? I not a man? Yeah, am I not a... Does warm blood not course through my veins? Exactly. I'm eating a steak. I'm drinking a Bex. Like, that's what he that's what he drank in the evening. And, and, and I'm loving my life, you know? Now what, now, what does he think of intermittent fasting? He, he would probably... Honestly, Zach, he'd probably be disdainful of it. Really? A little bit. All right. But you know what? He was always supportive of me and my stuff. Uh-huh. So he would support me in it. Dude. Um, and, and you know what he would like about it, Zach, is that it involved lots of extravagant eating in the evening. Right, right. So evening extravagant eating was a thing that he got behind. So here's, here's how it would go down at Gramps' house. So let's say we didn't go to Chicago for dinner. If we stayed home... He would get these, uh, these frozen Home Run Inn pizzas. Home Run Inn was a Chicago pizza brand. And um, he would heat up a Home Run Inn pizza. We would all eat that. And then, uh, and then we'd have a malted. And a he had malted? A, yes! He had a malt maker. One of the things with like the, you know, the stick that came down that he rotates? Had the big metal. And he had the big metal thing. <laughs> Dude, and he would make us a malted in the malt maker. And it would go zzzz. And, the, the, and the, the wand that mixed the malted would be hitting the sides of the... The metal thing. Um, we'd drink these incredible malteds. And then he would always be like, 
you know what? I gotta have something salty after the malted. You want some salami? Oh and my would, gosh! He would produce some like sliced salami, and we'd have that after the malted. And it was probably salami that was sliced recently. Yeah, right? with and a one slicer. Of the big thing. Yeah, because he had a he had a a, a, a butcher friend in town. So the salami would come, him a favor or two. It'd come wrapped in a in a in white paper. Right. You right, know what I mean? Yes, with a piece yeah. of tape on it. <laughs> Incredible, baby. You know what? King of the world. I could see, like the the hipster diet involving. Mm -hmm. Going to a, a... A vintage deli. Yeah, yeah, getting some of this. So that's the only overlap. A vintage, like, meat market. Butcher shop. Dude, yeah. That's the money. Yeah. Dude, it's the Arnold Cluck smoke room. The Arnold Cluck smoke room is what it is. And it, it needs a sign. Dude, I want to go and get these pictures blown up, like, today. Let's do it today. Let's do it. That, it That'll be a project. One wonderful thing about technology, which we don't yeah. love entirely, yeah. is that you can bring that into, like, a Rite Aid. Yeah. And you can walk out with the thing framed and ready to go. Can they do that at a Rite Aid? Totally. Yeah. Are you serious? Well, you wait. I'm doing it. Nice. I'm doing. We're doing it today. We're gonna go into Humboldt. And we're gonna see get the downtown Humboldt out. anyway. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're we're doing it. Yeah, Ted. When you said uh, uh, my home here in Humboldt, Texas, t Tennessee, Texas. Humboldt, Tennessee. Texas is a thing, though. I think that's why you said that. Uh, well, I thought you said Humboldt, Tennessee, and I thought it was a weird way for you to be talking. No, Humboldt. And then I saw your address, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. the name of the town. Yeah, it's the name of the town. So it's a yeah. suburb of Jackson. Yeah, of sorts. Yeah. And when we were driving in, we passed. Many, mm -hmm. but but real nearby. Yeah, one of the largest estates mm. I've seen in, with, and I've been to Monticello and Martha's yeah, Vineyard. Yeah. I mean, this place was, and it was surrounded by wrought iron, mm. and it was brick, mm -hmm. and it looked like Wayne Manor. Ooh, I, I like that. I think you need to become friends with whoever lives there. Yeah, no kidding. Play some tennis with them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That's, yeah, so so this place is going to look more adorned when we leave, and we're going to yeah. get some pics, and we're going to post them. Yes, we are. App. Absolutely. Absolutely we are. No, man, what a great space. You know? Dude, I'm enjoying yes. this. This is so fun. This It's the same uh, ethos and vibe that we had in your smoking room, except now we're in my smoking room. That's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. We're in Michigan. We're in Tennessee. We're in Gut Check. We're in Gut Check. Gut Check goes where we are. We are in kind of the... Uh, the the innards of gut yeah. check. Yeah, that's we're right. inside gut check, if you right. will. We're we're inside the hollowed out concavity of the abdomen of gut check. <laughs> gut check as an entity is weird ripped. We're be we're beneath the rib cage of gut check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone's gonna point out that I giggled. Yeah, it's okay. Screw it's okay. everybody. I did. I giggled. So what, baby? Have we? Uh, should we close out this app? Yeah, we, this is this is enough. We've it's been a great. We're app. gonna bring more your way soon, and by soon I mean like probably in twenty five minutes. This has been the Gut Check Podcast. We've been broadcasting live from the Arnold Cluck Smoke Room in Humboldt, Tennessee. And we will see you next time.